Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi there. So 98.5 KTK Morning Show Recap. A very special one is this is kind of a, it's a melancholy one because this is the final one with uh, my partner, Storm Roberts. He is retiring. Yeah. And it's, it's it's weird because I don't know how to retire because radio's been my whole life, Chris. For fifty one years, luckily, I've been able to do what I love for a living. You know, they say you don't work a day in your life if you do what you love. And uh, thirty five of my career, thirty five years of my career, uh, I've been able to be on do mornings on ninety eight point five KTK, same format. Um, I've seen a lot of program directors and a lot of G- general managers come right, and go. Right. But I've been really lucky to uh, to stay in this great well, community right here that we love. Let yeah. me ask you a couple questions here because yeah. I know you went to the University of Florida. Is that what brought yeah. you up to Gainesville? Is that how you got the job here? How did you end yeah. up? Yeah. So Definitely. you were in Gainesville, in, right? Uh, born in Detroit. Uh, my dad was a car dealer there. We went down to Miami in the 50s and mm-hmm. started the uh, the first Pontiac dealership down there and grew up in South Florida and um, li- lived on the beach in Fort Lauderdale. Just It was great. Had uh, sailboats and driving and GTOs and all kinds of cool stuff. I had a great upbringing. Went to Nova High School, which was an incredible classical education, too. But there was uh, a guy named Dave Fonville who was the beach boy. He was a college guy who was the beach boy in the summers at Lagomar Hotel, where we belonged there. And uh, he was went to the University of Florida, and he was a Phi Delta Theta. Okay. And I thought he was just the coolest guy. He bought a GTO from my dad, and Dave and I, he, he, he kind of, he was mentoring me. He was really cool. So uh-huh. I wanted to go to the University of Florida, and sure enough, went up and actually joined Phi Delta Theta fraternity. Was not the best student at all, because all <laughs> I wanted to do was be on the radio. And uh, I, I actually... Um, by not going to class, uh, you flunk out. Right. And I went back to Florida to uh, University of uh, not. I went to back to F- uh, Fort Lauderdale to Broward Community College. And if you graduate from the community college, Florida has to let you back in. So that was my goal. But I had a chance to work at a five thousand watt AM radio station doing nonstop news at WAVS, and all these radio professionals from New York and Chicago and St. Louis. I'm 19 years old. They're taking me under their wing and showing me all this cool stuff about radio. I got to produce Sally Jesse Raphael's show there. Wow. I did a Clyde Coy's Polka Waves. I did a Polka show, Chris. Um, it, it, but I was up <laughs> early in the morning doing mornings, getting up at 5, uh-huh. going up the elevator of the bank building on Las Olas Boulevard, and we do a thing called Nonstop News, which was had teletypes I'm clearing. I'm getting audio stuff from sheriffs. I'm calling. It was really right it was into all the, service into, news. Yeah, full service news, and it was great. I just loved it. Couldn't wait. And then the big rock station, WSHE, she's only rock and roll. People from South Florida will remember that. They call me, and they want to hire me. 
Wow. And I'm thinking, maybe I can, maybe I can do something in this business, you know? Uh-huh. So right. I got to be on the big rock station, and then uh, I graduated, and I came back up to the University of Florida, and pretty much been in Gainesville on and off ever since. Well, take me back to the call that brought you into uh, to, to KTK here, because you were saying that oh. you, you had been here for, for 35 years. Right. Um, so take me back to 35 years. How did you end up getting the job here? Well, I was doing something in Atlanta that I didn't really like. It was a computer uh, reminder program thing back in the nascent days of computers. Where if, if nowadays it would be great, but uh, I was trying to get away from it because I did the thing called cable radio. We had the first uh, commercial cable radio station in the United States. Gainesville at the time in 1975 had the largest cable system, second largest cable system outside of Columbus, Ohio, wow. because we're in between Jacksonville and Orlando. You can't pick up anything, so. Cable was the way to get it done, and okay. they, they had just changed the rules in August of 1975 where cable companies could actually do their own advertising because mm-hmm. they wanted them to be able to have uh, production facilities so anybody in the community could come in and do their own cable shows, right? Okay, you're right. Well, we, once that happened, we knew we could sell radio, so we had three radio stations with no FCC, meaning we could play all the songs, say all the words. We had a progressive rock station. We played uh, 30 minutes of music, two minutes of spots, 30 minutes of music, two minutes of spot called the Underground Pipeline. Uh-huh. We had an urban station called Soul 88, and we had a classical station uh, the, the, covering three formats, and we could do it all on the Cox cable, and people would actually, well, you were supposed to get a cable hookup, but they would actually steal it. But every time I'd roll a record, we also had the weather channel on the cable. I could turn around to a keyboard and type up the song or type up something to somebody. Every time we played a commercial, we'd put up a billboard. I mean, it was pretty modern for 1975. So I kind of burned out on that by by the mid-'80s. I think we did that for about seven or eight years. And um, I was in Atlanta. I came back here, and I heard about 98.5 KTK. And my original program director from WSHE way back in the day, the early 70s, he's the general manager, Gary Granger. Oh. of 98.5 KTK. So I call him up. He says, yeah, come on in and talk. I I drove in. I met Nick Allen. and um, he, was a, he was the program director for Yeah, KTK. he was the program director. And I met Gary, and we had a meeting. And they said, well, maybe we'll start you part-time. We'll do some stuff on okay. weekends. But by the time I got back to Melrose to my house, they called, and they wanted me on the morning show. Wow. Gary, I mean, Gary kind of knew me, and I'm, I'm a goofball, and I do voices and all that kind of stuff. So, right, right. Um, that's when it started. April the 1st, tw- uh, 20, no. April the 1st, 1987 wow. was my first show. My birthday was April the 2nd, and it was, it was on. I kind of came in as the weather guy, Storm. Oh, uh, okay. That's how the name but, came up? Yeah, well, the name came up because I was looking for something. Well, Cher was already taken. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what I was looking for was um, something that would be memorable, one word. And there's a guy named Storm Davis who was a professional baseball pitcher, and I always thought, now that's a cool name. I've never heard of anybody else named Storm. So I became Storm Roberts. Robert is my first name. Gotcha. So Storm Roberts, that's what we radio people do. And uh, like I said, I've just been Storm or Stormio, one of the characters I used to do. Yeah, you know, I I, I, I came to the I came here in 2004, and that was well after the Stormio phases. But I do remember yeah. when we were working uh, together in the morning that people would call up, and you would you would work into that pretty quickly. And it's kind of one of these things where you can hear someone doing a voice, and it sounds like it's an easy thing to mm-hmm. do, but it's not. But you really do, you Storm, really did make it very flowing and easy with uh, with Stormio and. Uh, uh, your Fabio imitation as well, yeah, and, and that's, that's where it came from. We got a Fabio CD one time, and he looks like a puppy dog. He was like in the ocean, all wet, his long hair coming out, his bronzed body, and right. I said, and this it was so stupid. He would say, 
I like to take go to the movies. And they play this 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 ridiculous song under the under it. And he's uh-huh. like, I like to take your credit card and we we'll go to the Bahamas, you know that kind of stuff. So, and then John Boyer, our news guy at the time, he was uh, an army guy and he was in Italy at the time. And he taught me the phrase "mi piacere le fare la sua la conoscenza," uh-huh. which just means "Hey, how are you?" But uh, Stormio would always end every uh, broadcast with every little thing. He would call up and and. <laughs> talk nonsense and they go and remember the words mi piacere la fare la sua la conoscenza and they go what does that mean which means things in the mirror are larger than they appear or something something right. ridiculous <laughs> like that I just make something up you know I got it that's that's a great story and you know uh, I want to know how Storm got on the radio here but how did Storm have you always been a charitable person how if, if in, in our area mm-hmm. if there is a if somebody needs to raise money for a charity you are on the. You're the top person to call because yeah. you uh, do a great job, and I can tell you, um, it's very hard to be an MC of a show. But it is yeah. even harder to get people to fork over thousands of dollars <laughs> for uh, you. You still to until until up till COVID, you were doing these things like every weekend. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, and it's a, first off, I'm a ham on rye. Okay, I love to be in front of people. That's. Um, when I was the guest conductor of the Boston Pop Symphony in the O'Connell Center, 5,000 people in the 102-person Esplanade Orchestra, I got to do Stars and Stripes Forever. Unbelievable. Okay? Wow, yeah. When I went backstage, um, Keith Lockhart, the, um, the conductor, uh, the famous Keith Lockhart said to me, you know, usually we have a DJ come up here and they just kind of stand around. I was wearing a zoot suit. I did all kinds of <laughs> helicopter. I was doing Peter Townsend helicopter wrist with a baton. I pretended like the music was upside down and I turned it around. I mean, I just, I got the audience to stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I don't, it's one of those things. And a lot, a lot of times when I did characters, I couldn't remember. I, I went to this land in my brain and was it would channel them but i remember the very first time i got it was early 90s when uh, with steve spurrier probably 89 steve spurrier was our football coach and i had the very first uh signed uh steve spurrier football and it was from something called putting on the ritz now uh they've been doing this for years yeah, children's yeah. home society's done putting on the ritz we used to do it at the oaks mall where it was on a sunday and at six o'clock they'd shut off the air conditioning because it was on a timer, okay. and everybody's in there with chafing dishes, and fire would be hot as oh heck in gosh, there. Oh, my gosh, yeah. But, and we're all dressed up in, in our finery. So <laughs> I've got the Steve Spurrier football, and there's literally thousands of people there. And I'm on the stage, and I start the bidding. And I see this guy on the run, one side. He looks like a player. And I see this guy on another side. I'm thinking, all right, he wants to bid. So I started putting them against each other. Teasing this guy, so this guy didn't think he can do it, and then he he raises the bid. Then I go, this guy over here, you know, he thinks he's going to outbid you. Mm-hmm. We got up to five thousand dollars. Wow, for one football for a coach that nobody even knew, yeah, uh, much uh, about. I mean, he- he was an alumnus, but uh, nobody ever really knew. And uh, it, I couldn't go to sleep that night. Yeah. It was like, oh my god, I've got a talent, and it, it's mainly picking pockets from the stage. And I love <laughs> doing it. I actually auctioned off we, uh, one out of the. Uh, Ferrero Foundation, the Noche de Galas we had, right. we literally raised $2 million on stage. One, one person was so overwhelmed by emotion, they came up and gave us another million dollars. Wow. I mean, I remember was, that. Yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff was just wonderful. Now, Children's Miracle Network, yes. we'd get on the air, and you've done these things before. We're in Shan's Atrium. We live there for two, three or four days. It's exhausting. 13 yeah. hours a day. It's truly exhausting. And I used to get my head shaved every year because the first year we did it, out of frustration, you know, trying to get people to call, you're pulling emotions, you're right, trying to get, right. uh, you know, people don't know these kids, but they care. And I said, I'll tell you what, you give me $5,000, you can shave my head. And sure enough, Dr. Broughton, uh, he was one of the researchers, 
um, came up and wrote a check <laughs> and brought. He, he's an animal researcher, so he had a rat clippers, which oh, he showed me he was going to use, but he didn't really use those. <laughs> so we actually did it the next day. I said, all right, let's draw a crowd. Right. So we did it in the atrium. We put like a shower curtain down, and I'm sitting there, and uh, the people were gathering around, and I was making people throw money in. No, if you want to watch this, you got to pay for it. So we were raising <laughs> even more money. One year, I got $21,000. For shaving your to, head. For, for shaving my head. We, we, it became a thing after a while. And then we would always come up to our mountain house after that. And I was always cold, Chris, because like, it was October. <laughs> you had no hair. And, and I'm up here going, man, I ain't got any hair. You know? Why am I so cold? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, I mean, I I can tell you uh, I've never experienced somebody – like you, um, when I came into this market, because you know when you're uh, you you have radio people, and generally radio people are reclusive. They're very shy. They're uh, very really shy, and, yeah. it, and it is a tough job. And we, you know, you talk to millions of people, but and, I, and this is just my own experience. I talk to right. you know thousands of people on the radio all the time, but you put me in front of ten people in a room. I know. I yeah. freak out, and you did it so naturally, and you did it. I can tell you all these charities would call you and I'm just like he's he's he is just doing this every weekend and I was like worried about him being burned out but you continue to do it and it's an it's an admirable quality for somebody who comes in and in essence uh, besides the the tie into the University of Florida I mean your mm-hmm. your roots are in southern Florida and, yeah. and and everything like that but you really embrace the community and you you really built help build this community into something very very special and, and it's, as to somebody now who has kids you know, Gainesville's a good place to raise a family. There's sure a is. lot of great infrastructure. It's great that we have one of the best children's hospitals on planet Earth mm-hmm. right down the road. And, you know, you help build that. Yeah, and- very, I've actually served on the board of directors of the Sebastian Ferrero Foundation. The Ferrero family lost their son because of some mistakes done at the hospital. But instead of getting bitter, they went into the light. 
Right. And they raised money, and we raised millions of dollars for the children's hospital. When uh, I tell you, the, the powers that be at that time did not want to build a children's hospital. The the, the stuff that makes money is cardio and right. cancer. You don't make children's money in hospitals. Kids. They, so we actually did a needs assessment with this company. We partnered with the University of Florida. It was several hundred thousand dollars. A company from Atlanta comes down, and they did all this kind of research, and they showed no, a children's hospital is needed here, and you're going to need it in the next five years or ten, or fifteen years. Right. And uh, finally, some administrative changes. Bernie Matchin came in. Um, and uh, and some other folks in made a big difference, and we actually have a children's hospital now. That was that's one of my proudest uh, uh, accomplishments. I don't know if it was an accomplishment, but yeah, uh, contributions so. was the the Ferrero Foundation. Which I remember looking around the room, going, "Why am I here?" They've right. cut, the, you know, you're this, you're that. I mean, it, it, it was everybody, this great movers and shakers in town. It's a, it was, it was really nice meeting all those people and still knowing them. And that's part of the fine backbone of our community here, you know. And uh, plus, you know, when you're talking about uh, being in Florida, I mean, that was the first thing that when when I first moved here, um, you're we had four hurricanes in one year. Oh yeah, and I two thousand four. Yeah. yeah, it was really nothing that ever ever really happened, and. When you're in that position of being on the radio with giving life-saving information, mm-hmm. when nothing else is working, the power's down, the, right. uh, the, the TV stations, other, other radio stations are down, literally everyone's listening we were to the only We were the only radio station on the air. Right. We were on 24 hours a day. And uh, people had battery-operated radios. That's why you have batteries for your radio. People were I – mean, when you're off the grid – you're you're not used to it. Everything is different. Yeah, and, uh, and what what I was, you know, what what kind of really amazed me about this is, in keep in mind, we were all working twelve hour shifts, and even oh, when easy. you weren't on the air, we yeah. were, you know, you're gathering information, you were trying to sleep, but you weren't. Um, you're exhausted, and we came up to figure out what the heck are we going to do. And I think one of the things that people will remember, Storm Roberts, one of if you were to put five things on, on your finger, one of your fingers would right. be the ch- the stories you read when <laughs> we had no power. Right. And how how did that come up? Was it just something you just pulled out of thin air? Or? Um, actually, Fiorello, Fiorello LaGuardia was the mayor of New York City back in the 30s. There was a newspaper strike. Uh-huh. And he would get on the radio and read Little Orphan Annie and the comics to the kids. Okay. And I was thinking, you know, this is the day way before any kind of handheld devices. All you had was like a Game Boy, right? right? And it had batteries in it. And those batteries wore out after the first day or two because that's all the kids were doing. So I said, why don't we just do um, some bedtime stories? So I looked up uh, you know, online and got some really cool little bedtime stories. We do them at 7.30 for the young kids and 8.30 for the older kids. Mm-hmm. And I got, a, I got a note here from a mom. Uh, people have been so incredible on social media. I just want to read it to you. It says, congratulations on your retirement. We will miss your voice in the morning. You helped this teacher drive to work every morning over the years. My children will always remember the hurricane bedtime stories, especially those five days we were without power. Even though they now have children of their own, they still talk about listening to your stories. Hope uh, you'll not be a stranger and drop by the studio and all that. But it's th- that's one of the things I think in, in my obituary that should be mentioned. Okay, well, that's that's one of the things I'm really proud of because it really impacted the community on a on a community level. And I remember in the middle of the night, it'd be maybe one or two in the morning, and nobody has his power. And this woman from Hawthorne called, and she says she's scared. And I says, No, no, you just hang on with her. I'm with you. I'm mm-hmm. not going anywhere. Do you need anything? And she had a couple of problems, so we got together with the sheriffs, and they went out to her house and solved some of her problems. But it was one of those things where you can actually, you know, in our business, we say something into a microphone, and it's spread out everywhere. But right. when you can talk to the listener and you can affect something in their life, that makes it all worthwhile, man. And that's 
I think that's why you know we, we became famous for the hurricane coverage because first off we had Wayne Irwin who was just crazy enough to go out to our <laughs> towers out in Morriston. He still is with, crazy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, with with a chainsaw and 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 this four wheel drive with uh, he had to drive through. I mean, this guy was driving through snakes and lightning and everything just to keep us on the air. And we had also put the infrastructure together. The, we had all the different towers had uh, generators and, and diesel fuel and everything. We were prepared for it, right? And um, it, it also as a radio professional. It gave me an opportunity for people who would never listen to us because of the music or for whatever their preferences are. We were the only thing on the radio. Right. So we got to, they got to sample our product and get to know us on that particular level. I think that's very powerful. You know? Well, and uh, again, as a broadcaster, because we, uh, in that time, we, we kind of had a plan, but we really didn't. It, right. it, things didn't, it were falling apart because we got so many storms at one time. Yeah, four um, in a row. And, uh, you know, it, it's just, it tells you of, of what a great um, broadcaster you are to, to do things like that. And uh, it's one of the things that, you know, we... Uh, we still look back and realize that was probably some of the best radio uh, ever yeah, done in this exactly. in this area. Yeah, there was actually uh, somebody I won't answer any names, but somebody who just kind of stayed at home and didn't didn't realize. I knew how powerful this would be. Right, that we're the only game in town, man, and the only thing you can listen to to get any information at all. You're com- you don't have computers, you don't have internet, you've got nothing. Yeah, you have to listen to the radio, and that was our golden opportunity to uh, embrace the community and show everybody what we can do for them. Well, and that's, you know, one of the, the, the nice things about um, what we're able to do is and his touch is, and, and through all of this, if you're just maybe discovering Storm Roberts for the, for the first time or learning a little bit more about him, you can see they all have the common theme is that you really are, lack of a better term, a giving person. In a sense that you give back to the community. You give, you've, you've used your talents for good. Um, and that's why you've been able to stay with this radio station for you know over three right. decades. I've told a lot of people that you know when you're on the radio, uh, you just don't go home. You go out, you shake as many hands as you can when you're not on the radio. Get to meet people, talk to them, and and then they'll get to know you. When you when you meet the guy you listen to on the radio, mm-hmm. it's powerful. Um, People will remember that, and I'm pretty good at just talking with people. I love people, and uh, that was one of the things when younger broadcasters want to know, what do you do to be successful? Go out, and for every hour you're on the air, go out and meet people, do things, join a board. You know, I, I was lucky enough to be on the, I'm still on the board of Stop Children's Cancer, the Phillips Center for the Performing Arts. That was a lot of fun. And of course, the Sebastian Ferrell Foundation, and uh, maybe there's another one. I can't think of anything right now. That was a long time ago. Well, I guess the big question is, uh, what's next for Storm here as uh, we uh, start this new chapter in your life? Well, my wife and I have had a beautiful home in the mountains of North Carolina for 21 years. And this has been my respite. I get to, you know, we we get two two week blocks of vacation, about maybe, what, six weeks a year, something like that, including Christmas and all that. So got to, we, this was the rest, but we come up here. We just always loved this area. When I was growing up in, in South Florida, my dad would always rent a place near here, and we just, I just got to love the mountains. And, and Judy had the same uh, background. She, she came up here, actually lived in Boone uh, when she was 18 years old. And um, we both came back here and uh, bought this house, and that's where I am right now. I've been broadcasting here on and off for the last 19 months. Yeah. Just don't tell anybody where I am, and the weather is perfect, and we're going to winter in Gainesville and uh, pretty much the rest of the time up here, and then travel, because uh, we just we got the travel bug. I've, I've, I've saved the money for it, uh, and we're going to go out and see the world. Well, that, that is uh, great. What a great story. I mean, I had heard bits and pieces of it, but I don't think it's all been kind of sewn together this way. Right. And, 
uh, it's been quite an honor to get to know you. I do, I do believe that you. Um, uh, I'm going to get philosophical here, but I do believe that there's a reason you run into people, and once you yep. you've learned from them or they've contributed all they can, then you know you 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 move on and and what have you. And I don't think I've learned everything from you quite yet. <laughs> so get out uh, there, get a tuxedo, start doing some charity things. Yeah, well, <laughs> and you, you know, do that too. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess the point is, is that you know the door is always open for you. Um, okay, you know, I you that. you. Um, uh, you know, we uh, just like with every family, we've had growing pains in the past, sure. and uh, you know, you've learned from them. And at the end of the day, you realize that you know, working with you, um, it was even putting this together. Gosh, it's been fifteen years that we've been working together. <laughs> Actually, it, seventeen. It, you started producing the show when Chris Wells and I were on the air. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't seem that long, but but then you sit down like, oh gosh, it really it is, and and these gray hairs are real. Um, but it it truly has been fun. We still have yeah. fun. In fact, we we joke about it all the time that in between the songs, um, we kind of entertain ourselves with conversations or whatever. Yeah, we've solved most of the world's problems in between <laughs> songs, Chris. People just don't listen to us. That, that's true. And uh, you know, it's it's and like you had said, I I too am of, of the vein of of a radio person where um, it's just all I've ever wanted to do, and yeah. I have. And like you said, it's not really a job; it's it's just what I enjoy doing. And um, so, you know, it, it's been a pleasure working with you. And I am still in amazement when we still get calls that we had this week of of moms and dads who grew up listening to you, now having their own families. You no, know, that to and me listening is like, to you. You know, thirty five years is a number. But when I look back, and, uh, and I just got Laura Cabrera, uh, I've got a couple. Uh, I, I had uh, text. I copied and pasted some of the comments from uh, social media. There were just thousands of them yesterday. Right. And uh, one of them was, Laura says, "Wow, I remember listening to you on the school bus on the way to school in the first grade. You've been a huge part of the mornings for so many of us. Thank you for your constant presence and being a part of our lives for so long." There's another guy, Tyler Rice. Now, B.J. Rice. Back in the day, was our program director. Uh-huh. Uh, BJ passed on, unfortunately. But uh, Tyler is a really cool kid. He's uh, he was teaching skydiving over in Daytona Beach. Now he's a professional pilot, and it's been really neat uh, watching his career. And Tyler wrote to me. I remember riding to school and hearing you and Dad on the air in the morning every day. Despite everything that happened, I'm glad we crossed paths. You touched many lives. Thanks for everything. Um, it kind of goes on like that. That yeah. uh, uh, the, the comments that people. I don't have enough time to answer all the great comments from people, and I really appreciate it. But, you know, it's you kind of just put your head down in this business, and the time flies by, and as long as you're having fun, heck, yeah. why would you change anything, you know? But yeah. I think we're ready to take for the next chapter right here. Well, uh, we thank you for sharing your story, and, and sure. I wanted to kind of uh, – Put this up so that we can always refer back to this. Um, this is our world, world's longest uh, podcast. So far. <laughs> it is. Hopefully, it'll be the most listened to as well because uh, you know we it, uh, it it's it's something that's uh, you know as you said we're coming to the end of a chapter. It's just like mm-hmm. reading a book where you get you know kind of antsy. You're getting near the end of the chapter, but it's not all sad. It's happy because we're starting the next phase. And yeah, and I, and, I, and, and, and sincerely, I'm glad that you and Judy are in a position where you can enjoy your life. I think you two have worked very hard and, um, you know, you, you know, our spouses never get to see us because we're always here yep. at the radio station. So it's going to be nice for you to, uh, you know, enjoy each other's company and enjoy the, you know, all the scripting and the saving and all the stuff right. that you're supposed to do. <laughs> and so I'm excited for you. Um, thank you for you know sharing your story with us and sharing it with me and, 
And uh, like I said, the door is always open because right. um, we appreciate everything you've done for our community and um, and, and for our business as a radio Chris, person. Chris is soldiering on here. He's still going to be on every morning, and uh, he's an incredible talent and a good, good friend, and I really appreciate it. My one question, Chris, is now that I can stay up later, what time's Johnny Carson on? <laughs> well, I got some news for you about old Johnny. <laughs> oh, no, don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, thank you so much, Storm, and God bless. Uh, enjoy this uh, next phase in your life. Thank you, everybody who's listening and who has listened and will listen to 98.5 KTK. I love you guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 